0: But then when I became a man, when I became it, a man is something you become. And he said, when I became a man, I put away some things. So if we're going to do better, there's some things that have to go and there's some things that have to come, okay? So there's some things in our life, I'm not going to call anybody out tonight, but you know it, there's some things in your life you know are not helping you. You know, there's some things in your life that are taxing you, holding you back. Those things need to go. And there's some other things that need to be added to your life. Uh, It's been said this way. There are a lot of things that guys do that aren't really evil. They're just stupid. Because it usually involves a disproportionate amount of time and money that we put into something. And there's really not much to show for it. Men are notorious for habits. uh, Excuse me. Hobbies. Hobbies. Everybody say hobbies. Boy, fix that one. I'm, in, I'm still in, in search of a hobby, okay? But some of you have hobby habits, okay? That you are, you know, you're letting that be too big in your life. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul said this All things are lawful for me, so it's legal, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So he's saying this. There's some things that we can do. They're not necessarily bad, not necessarily good. They're lawful. It's allowable. But we all want to make sure that those things don't have control of our lives. And that can be anything from video games to porn to whatever it would be. Well, porn is not lawful legal, okay? Y'all with me here? But I'm saying there's things in our life we don't want to be bound. Then Paul also said in the same chapter, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Not all things build us up. And guys, we have too much. You know this. You have too much in your life day after day that's tearing you down, that's pulling you down, that drains you, that stresses you out, that holds you back. Why would we add to that voluntarily? So we want to make sure what we're adding to our life and what we take away from our life. So. I want to share just five big ideas with you tonight. We're going to roll on these. The first one is this. Be a man, not just a male. Be a man, not just a male. Guys get into trouble. Guys get a bad rap. Guys mess things up when we behave like a male instead of a man. See, if we just go to our base nature and instinctually like an animal. Let me tell you what our culture is saying, okay? And this is part of the reason we're, we're separate tonight as men, so we can talk straight about a few things, okay? Um, we, we are told by our culture that to just hunt down anybody we want to hunt down is okay. To have sexual conquest is okay. I want you to look at me. It is not okay. Now, if you're a male, then then that kind of happens uh, and is accepted in our culture. But as a man, come on, everybody say as a man. That's what we're talking about is being a man, not just being a male. And we have a tsunami movement in our culture and in our country today called Me Too. And if you know what I'm talking about, it's women that are coming forward and saying, this was done to me, I was abused or, or uh, in some way sexually exploited And so why is that happening? I'll tell you why. It's because a bunch of people acted like males instead of men. And God has called us to be men. I'm waiting on that amen to just kind of roll right center court here. God has called us to be men. Now, most men, most guys have not had a, a mentor or a model in their life to show them how to be a man. You know, when I was a a, a boy, divorce, uh, and you can go back and look at historical numbers of this. Divorce be, began to, to just flow and become quite common in our culture. And so then dads are displaced. Men's are dis, uh, men are displaced. And, and so many things have happened in our culture. And then consequently, with the breakdown of family... Then you don't have fatherhood and manhood being modeled properly. And so you have people then bearing children because they're male and female. Not necessarily man, but male bearing children, not knowing how to model being a man. And so now we're about third generation now. Of this breakdown in our culture, where we've technically got kids raising kids raising kids, and that and that's that's a big breakdown in our culture. Great plan by the enemy, by the way, to remove manhood out of the picture. And so there is a call for us to be men and to do this thing right. Uh, talking to a number of people, um, you know, throughout the years, you know, that they never really had a mentor. Uh, you know, a dad in the, in the picture, or dad didn't get it quite right, or the men in their life really didn't model well as, as men. So what do we do with this? I believe this. It takes a man to call males to manhood. It takes a man to call a male to manhood. I want you to start doing this. I want you to start interrupting each other, okay, in life. You, how many of you have Christian brothers? Come on, in your life. Come on, anybody, anybody. You should have. Now, I believe we also, your life should not be made up just of our Christian friends and brothers. We should, have, we should have some people that are far away from God as a part of our circle as well. But you have brothers in your life. You have Christian brothers in your life. And you need to start interrupting one another regarding this. Comments that get made, you know the comments that get made, jokes that get told. Actions that people take, you know what we need to do? We need to start to interrupt that and say, you know what? No, no, no. That's, that is not the way we do this. We don't say that. We don't do that. We don't act in this way. And especially as men of God, can I get an amen? amen. So we need to call each other out and we need to call each other to manhood. Um, we need to interact with all women as if they were our mother, our sister, or our daughter. That was really, really weak. It sounded like a bunch of ladies. Amen. Okay. Now listen, we need to interact with all women. Come on, go ahead and say it, all women. All women. Let me just stop for a moment. How many of you know that when a lady's really pretty, you notice that? Okay, if y'all don't notice that, we're going to have a separate prayer line for you over, <laughs> over here. We're wired that way, okay? We're wired that way. But we must, we must manage that, maintain that within proper boundaries in our life. But I'm, I'm calling men of God that we treat and honor all women as if they were our mother, our sister, or our daughter, unless they are, in fact, your wife. And then we have a whole other level of honor and respect that needs to happen there. In the book of Exodus, Moses um, He has fled, and he is out in the desert, so to speak, and he's in a desert town. And there's a high priest there, and the high priest has seven daughters, and they're beautiful. Everybody say beautiful. And they went to the well to draw water for their flocks, and Moses is just kind of hanging out, and all of a sudden some shepherds come up. So these are some guys. Shepherds come up, and we don't know exactly what happened, but I want to read you this verse real quick. It says, but some other shepherds came and chased them, the sisters, chased them away. So listen to this. Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds, and then he drew water from their flocks for their flocks. And so Moses jumped up, rescued these women, and saved them from something. We don't know what it was. Some writers say that perhaps they would just chasing them away so that they could get to the water. Others indicate because of the intensity and the urgency that Moses jumped up and sprang into action to help and to rescue, that perhaps there was something else there. And I just want to call us to do this, okay? We need to be wherever you go. I don't care if you're in Walmart or Publix at work or church or wherever you would be. Could we be men? Could we be Moses that that were just aware of people around us? If you're in a grocery store, I was in a grocery store not long ago, and there were, there were about five or six teenage guys. It was on the potato chip bread aisle kind of there. There were five or six teenage guys, and they were getting chips and different stuff. And there's an elderly lady. She's in one of the motorized scooters, and she's trying to get out of that, take her time, and trying to reach up to do something. They're six feet away from her, and they offered nothing. You know, and I thought, you're not being men. Now, there were six of them, and I didn't want to pick a fight with them. So I, I did this. No, I didn't. I just kind of worked my way, and I said, ma'am, can I help you with something? And there's something that she wanted to see. It took way more time than I was really wanting to do because she wanted me to help her compare some things on the top aisle, okay? So when you want to do good, sometimes it gets challenged. But these guys, I'm thinking like, come on, guys. Come on. And so we need to to honor women. We need to be respectful. And I don't care if they're the prettiest thing you ever saw. It's the second look that'll kill you. The first look is not optional. We're harmless in the first look. But do not prolong it. Okay? Do not dishonor. Do not dishonor someone else's wife, daughter, mother. Now, a male will act a certain way, but a man will act a different way. We're men. I said we're men. Now, be a Moses. Four other things I want to share with you real quick. What men are supposed to cause. What Men are supposed to produce. First of all, realize that from the beginning, men do this. They create and they cultivate. Men do that. Males sometimes create, but they don't cultivate. So if it's a marriage, if it's children, if it's a business, if it's a garden, if it's a project, if whatever it is, we create, but we also cultivate. We're called to do that. So here's the four things. Real quick, we're going to hit these. Men are supposed to make sure that women are secure. Men help women to be secure. The number one need of women, you ready for this, is security. It's security. Um, You'll say, well, I see women just barking orders and saying the future is female and we need no men. Do you know why they're acting that way? It is a reaction. It is a reaction because they do not feel security like they should. And so when we step in and handle this in the right way, we can help women to feel secure. Here's what it is, that needs are met and that they feel loved. And especially, guys, any of you that are married or planning on getting married one day, make sure that you make this a priority in your marriage and in your relationship with your wife, that you want her needs to be met and she wants to feel loved. Can I get an amen on this? The book, the book of Ephesians tells us this. We are actually commanded to love, care, and nurture for our wives, get this, just like Jesus does for the church. So it's kind of a high standard there. But just like Jesus loves, cares for, watches. How, how many of you know that also Jesus is patient with us? Guess what? Sometimes we have to be patient with our wives. It'll sink in later. Secondly, men are supposed to cause children to be blessed and complete. We're to help children to be blessed and complete. Listen to this in Deuteronomy 12, verse 28. Observe and obey all these words which I command you, that it may go well. Everybody say, go well. Go. That it may go well with you and your children after you forever forever. When you do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord your God. Guess what? If you'll be a man of God, it will not only go well for you. It will go well for your children and your children's children. There is blessing available for your children and your children's children. Now they have to make some choices. They have to make some choices. But you set up a godly heritage when you choose to do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord. Say, I'll do it. it. See, and you have to decide as a man, I will do the right thing. I will do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, you watch the blessing, the favor of God come on you. Things will go well with you. Anybody here want things to go well with you? Things will go well with you, and then it sets it up. It's a spiritual law. It will set things up so that things will go well for your children and forever. So that means your children and your children's children. Blessing will be set in place. I do want to qualify. They have to make some choices. But it is available for them. And this is another big, big thing. Tell them, your kids, tell young men and young women, tell them, I love you. I've talked to three people In about the last week, that told me this. They said, my dad never said, I love you. Never said, I love you. Do you know, and if you do some of the psychological study, some of the spiritual study, some of the relational study of what happens in our quest to find father love. And so, don't, don't rob your children of this. Your young men, your young women need to know that they're loved by their dads. Yes, well, I feel awkward saying it. Well, get over it. Go practice it. Amen. Go practice it and then come back and tell them and look them in the eye. And also, men do this too. Don't be afraid to apologize. You know, there are times that we need to get down with our kids. I, I've done it with all five of my kids and say, hey, hey, listen, dad got a little too ratchet up, uh, too cranked up about that. I'm sorry. Dad missed it on that one. You know, I was right to get on to you for that, but not, I didn't need to get on to you like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We need, we need to humble ourselves in that way. That is part of being a man of God so that our kids can see that. And we model that for them. It's going to be huge, and it will be something that happens in their life as well. Next is this. Men are supposed to cause churches to be strong. Churches to be strong. Go ahead and give me a good amen on this anyway. Used to be, when I was a kid, that largely churches were kind of viewed as an old lady little kid kind of thing. And churches were kind of funded by uh, diverted grocery money, you know, because the guys were grumpy and they, you know, whatever. And, And so the church was kind of that thing. But no more, no more. Church, I mean, look at this. This is a phenomenal thing that takes place tonight. I just have been in a couple of different settings in a couple of different states, and I'm telling you what, God is tapping men on the shoulder, and they're standing up and being men of God, and churches are strong. Do not listen to all the news on TV. You would think that God is dead and churches have gone away. And I'm telling you what, there's an incredible move of God, not just in our nation, Central America, South America, Asia. There are unbelievable revival that is taking place. And so... I don't want us to lose our place in that. So we are to stand up and we are to help make church strong. So I want to challenge every one of you. You know, I know you work. We're not taking an offering. Already received an offering tonight. It's not even about this. But I'm telling you, how many of you would really want the blessing of God on your finances? Then you need to put him first. You need to put in first. You need to have a reality that what I go and earn and work for every week, part of that is to have some eternal consequence. And so, make sure that we're putting God in our uh, first in our finances. Also, serve. You know, men are to supply strength and to make a difference and find a way that you can serve. We've got so many ways to serve within the church and ways that we connect with community. And I believe this with all my heart. The joy is in serving. And do this too. Bring your family. Lead your family. It's so easy, you know. Well, not for me. But on a Sunday morning, and say, you know what? I think I'll just sleep in. It's kind of easy to do that. And then your family is going to follow your lead. And, you know, we're not just talking about one Sunday. We're talking about future now. We're talking what we model and what we mentor for our children, for our neighbors, and so forth. And so it's one of the ways uh, churches are strong is through men. And, and, and can I tell you what helps men to come to God? Do you know what helps men come to God? Other men of God. When they see other, other guys confidently, joyfully, not in a weird way. But in a real way, serving God, telling their story. I'm so thankful that grace is a thing. That mercy is a thing. You know, again, when I was a kid, everybody, if you came to church, you had to act like you always had it all together. And you've always had it all together. And that is such a lie. And the the reality is we all were a mess. And some of us still have some mess in our life. But God is at work in our life. And we can joyfully walk and serve God and tell our story. Tell your story. And this is big. I'm I'm either up or I'm getting up. Go ahead and say that with me. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And you know, we don't have to come here and play church. We don't have to come here and pretend that we've got it all together. Because the reality is, we don't. And I'm starting with me. I don't. I don't. I tell you what, I'm closer to God than I've ever been in my life. But I know me, man. I know me. And I, and, and I know how we are. But to tell you what, we're leaning forward. We're making progress, every one of us. God has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. And one of the great things to help us to be men of God is to be around other men of God. I got one other one for you here. What men are God, what men are supposed to cause. They're supposed to cause, you ready for this? Going to get a little bit spiritual on you here. We're supposed to cause devils to know their limit. We're supposed to cause devils to know their limit. You know, think about it. If, if, if you woke up in the morning and there was somebody in your living room going through your stuff, would you just like say, can I help you? No, you'd dive right in and help them, wouldn't you? You would help them. You'd say, I don't know who you are, but you better stop. You better drop. You better get. And we have an unseen enemy who is a thief. And I want to challenge you guys to start doing this tonight. When you pull up to your house, wherever you live tonight, I want you to pause just a moment. And I want you to declare like a man who's, who's in charge and say, peace to this house. Come on, practice it with me one time. Peace to this house. I've done this for about 20 years. I don't care if we're in conversation or what, backing out of my driveway, pulling in. Every time I pull up, peace to this house. Every time I leave that place, peace to this house and that peace is the shalom completeness of of the peace of god i do not want the enemy messing with my people my stuff my life my joy my peace my house my health my finances my church i don't want the devil because we c.s lewis said this you're either going to make too much of the devil or nothing at all about the devil And we've watched enough people get so crazy, cranked up about the devil this, the devil that, the devil that, that we now go into the other ditch and we avoid it altogether. And I just want you to know we have an enemy and he is subject to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And so you need to pray, pray strong, stand and know your authority in Jesus' name. Pray in your house, pray over meals, pray over events, pray when somebody's leaving to go on a trip. I mean, stand as a man of God, call upon the favor and the help of God, and do not give place to the enemy. And don't invite the enemy in in some crazy ways. You know, don't invite the enemy into your house, into your heart through Anything on your computer, on your phone, on your television. Come on, guys. Don't give the devil an opening. And listen to me. There's no con- this is not a house of condemnation. But if you're struggling with things, come talk to one of us. There's help. There's help. And I tell you, once you start to say, hey, I need help in this area, you know what you do? You bring it out into the light and you can get some other brothers with you. And then we win. Amen. It is rare, if not impossible, that somebody will get free from something all by themselves. OK? You need other brothers in, in your life. Luke 11:21, I'm almost done. here's the principle. It says, "When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are safe. His goods are safe. So I'm calling all of us tonight, Stop just being a male. be a male. Don't be confused on that. Not trying to be controversial, just trying to be clear. Be a male, but then be a man. Be a man. Don't just go the flow of the world. This is what guys do, and this is how guys act. Cut it it out. Let's be a man Let's be a man of God. And I'm telling you what, God will help you. God will bless you. God will add to your ranks. He'll bring strength around you. And consequently, you can be strength to other people as well. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight? All right.